Welcome to Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. We're here to help you take your health, fitness, and mindset to the next level. It's time to level up. Hello and welcome to today's episode of Level Up with Sherelle and Danny. Today's episode is called Rest to Feel Your Best. Yeah, and it's very fitting because it is really winter here in Australia. It is so cold. I think everyone's going through a cold front at the moment. Like right now here in Ballarat, oh, not Ballarat, Geelong. <laughs> I don't live Ballarat. <laughs> I used to. Right here in Geelong, it's 11 degrees. I don't know what that is um, elsewhere, but it is absolutely freezing here. Yes, and, you know, obviously some places have snow and it gets to zero and one degrees, but for us Aussies who have extreme heat in summer, like up to 45 degrees Celsius, again, not sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but when winter comes, everyone complains about it. And we love complaining about it because yeah. we're all always cold. Yeah, I always find like when it's winter, you complain about how cold it is. And then when it's summer, you complain about how hot it is. Literally. <laughs> it's like you're, you're never happy with what you've got, but obviously with the cold weather comes illness you know a lot of the time a lot of people getting sick right now I've really noticed that like another wave of the spicy cough coming through now there's what there's this other thing called fluona like oh this, my like, god oh fluona and monkeypox and all these things that have literally been hibernating for like the last two years because we've been sterilizing between every doorknob and now everyone's getting sick again and you know in touch wood I feel like everyone around me is really coming down with something and it's really shaking a lot of people so today we really want to talk about the importance of rest what to do when you get sick um, you know getting run down and just how to work around it. Yeah, and I really think that this is also coming off the back end of being in lockdown and away from people from for two years where the aim was to not get sick. So now that we're kind of mingling again and doing things as normal, our immune systems need to catch up on the past two years of being in isolation. So flus, I've had like all of the things, stomach bugs, everything, and it's like, yeah. oh, my goodness. But the common thing that you and I have noticed is people reaching out to us saying, oh my God, I'm sick again. Will I lose my gains? Will I lose my progress? Should I train? I feel so bad. There's still mm. that heavy amount of guilt around resting because yeah. we're all high achievers, right? So people think that stagnancy and resting means you're not achieving anything. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just the opposite. I mean, for a lot of us, resting makes us feel lazy. Um, and it's just not the truth. Like we're so used to being so busy all of the time. But as you said, like, it's not a matter of like, if you get sick, it's when, and we can't put all our eggs in one basket, i.e. the gym, because we know how that turns out. Like if things get taken away from us, but I don't know about you, Danny, like I am touch wood. I feel like my immune system is pretty solid. Like I grew up, mum always laughs, like used to eat the cat food out of the cat bowl and like grew up <laughs> on the farm and tasting chickens and just eating anything. And like, you know, if it was, you know, just off, it was probably still fine for dinner. <laughs> yes. Oh, geez. So, I feel like my digestion, my gut health and everything was really good growing up. So I don't get sick that often, touch wood, like I said. Um, but when I do, man, I struggle with it as well. Like I really struggle with resting because I'm not used to being sick. Some people, I feel like they get sick like every year. Like Luke's one of those people, bless him. But asthma, oh. hay fever, allergies, like always a little bit, you know, something. 
So like, he's just used to it. Like, you know, getting run down, knowing what to do. But if you're someone that doesn't get sick often, I find that those people that are always busy on the go, where the ones that say, I don't have time to get sick, you know, do it. Does anyone? Probably not. So it's about like, I guess, understanding from our perspective, like hopefully we can share personally what we do um, when we get run down and sick, but then also, you know, what we encourage our clients and just what we encourage everyone to do to be able to get through it physically, but then also mentally. For sure. And I feel like people who are not used to getting sick, as you mentioned, like yourself, you notice when you're like 1% off because you're living Mm -hmm. in a state of amazing health for so long that any little difference kind of shakes us more than the average person who's used to always having a sniffle or used to always having some sort of cough. It just seems like the world is Mm -hmm. ending for for people like us, I suppose, when, yeah, you get sick or you just feel a bit off when you're not used to it. I just feel like it has more of an impact or it's more noticeable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we all notice, like we don't really notice the presence of good health. We notice the absence of it, right? Like no one notices right now that they don't have a toothache, right? But you notice when you have a toothache and that's when you appreciate having good teeth, right? And it's the same with when you're feeling sick. Like when you feel sick, you're like, wow, like I'll never take that for granted. You know, even with lockdown, like we never took that for granted until we were all locked down. So it's it's about like, yes, we're all about looking after your health and making sure that we can make sure that we're recovering well and, and you know, staying well and fit and healthy in the long run so we don't have to go through these periods. But like it's going to happen. It's it's what we need what we need to happen for our immune system to you know develop new antibodies to build a resilience and to make sure that we can come back stronger if we do it right, like the recovery phase. Yeah, a hundred percent. So we'll get into sort of what actually happens when you're sick, and I suppose we're more you know there's so many dysfunctions and diseases, and we're not going to to talk about that. But we'll talk about sort of the common things that are going around: colds, flus, coughs, stomach stuff, and it's like. When we have an increased body temperature, we've got muscle fatigue, muscle aches, we're sleepy. They are all signs that your body needs to go into hibernation. You need to save valuable energy in your recovery. The clues are there. You might get a tickly throat or your nose starts playing up and or a tiny bit of a cough. That's when you kind of try and stop yourself in your tracks and go, okay, something's happening right now. Do I need to still be going at a thousand miles an hour or can I put myself in a position where I can take note of what's happening and try and prevent it from getting worse? I think people at the start just say, oh, it's just a a tickly throat or it's just a um, sniffle and then they don't change anything. So Mm. start making the changes when you first feel it. Yeah, I think for a lot of us, right, Danny, we're so busy. We're always doing shit that we don't actually notice, right? Like how often do you have like a week off or you have a weekend off or a lazy day and you feel sick? I don't know if you ever experienced that, Mm. but um, even I know it's common with like teachers, for example, like they always get sick on the holiday periods because they're just in that fight or flight response, go, 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 that their body physically says you're out here to survive. Like you're out here to fight. Um, you can't afford to get sick right now. You die. Like if I allow your immune system to catch up with you and feel run down, you'll slow down. And that's, 
life-threatening. So that's that's what our bodies and our nervous system sort of does when we are so go-go. Mm. And this is why we can't always be living in that highly driven, sympathetic hustle, fight or flight stage, because when we crash, we'll crash hard. And, you know, I think I've spoken about on the podcast as well, like experiencing this a few times in the probably the last couple of years, especially when we got out of Melbourne lockdown and moved like out of the city and moved to Geelong. And we had, Luke and I had this this first weekend where we just stopped in the first, I don't know, in like six months, I kid you not, we'd just been hustling, moving, surviving in Melbourne. Like with lockdown, you don't really realise stress that you're tolerating. And then when we came out here, we had this weekend where we're like, nah, drop the boxes. We're just going to watch some movies, lay on the couch. Honestly, it was the first time we'd plugged in the TV in probably like two months. Wow. And we both started to feel really sick. Like I was like, I'm feeling hot, like my throat's sore. We went to bed at like 7 o'clock at night. We had Panadol. I was like, oh, no, I'm getting COVID. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. Um, and then like the next day we just realised, we're like, maybe we're just so tired. It was the first time our body had stopped and like caught up with us to be able to, I guess, you know, it's like you can get sick now. You're not going to die. Yeah, <laughs> It's horrible. But it was a good wake-up call for me because I was like, wow, I haven't felt this bad in a long time. Um, it was a good wake-up call to make sure that we're not just like pro, oh, sorry, like reactively including rest when we need it, but proactively including it weekly, daily, like sure. routinely so we don't run into like nervous system overdrive and then our immune system dropping and then getting sick. A hundred percent. And it's a little bit of a superpower in short bursts. And we've spoken Mm. about stress and things in previous podcasts, but it's like when you're in that state of flow, you're running off a little bit of adrenaline, you get shit done and you just go. They're the times where you don't really feel hungry or the clock can be ticking away and you don't know what time it is. You're just so focused and in flow that you get the job done. But as you said, as soon as you stop, that's when the immune system comes down as well and doesn't have to work as hard more chance getting sick it's like literally the day after um we finished with the gym like it was about to open on the monday paul got tonsillitis because finally it just all stopped and and his thing was tonsillitis like so it's it definitely happens and it's all good and well us saying yes you know try to make sure that that never happens you know take your vitamins eat well exercise rest and everything we can do Mm -hmm. our best thing to prevent it but Sometimes you have periods in your life where you just need to push and it's like, okay, it's not realistic to have the expectation that we're never going to get sick. And that's what I feel like society's turning into. Like you mentioned your example of growing up on the farm, eating whatever, the food were nearly off, you know, I'm sure you're running around in the dirt doing all that. But I feel like as society has progressed or as time has moved on, we've forgotten that it's actually Mm. normal to get sick. And if anything, it's probably okay at small levels because then it enhances our immune system naturally. So we need to remember the benefit of having a small cold or whatever to enhance our immune system in a natural way. Again, like another added superpower. Yeah, absolutely. Like our immune system is amazing and we're, we're born with something like innate immunity. We're born with it. And, you know, this is a bit, um, bit off topic, but like when we give birth and we go through the, like the vaginal, vaginal cavity, right? <laughs> Sorry, get, I don't know. Vagina. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
my maturity coming through um you know we get we get almost like colonized with our like a like our microorganisms right and that's that's the way we start to develop our immunity and our environment is so sterile these days like even the way like obviously cesareans you know and there's a lot of research around that about like a baby being born like not through the vaginal cavity and into a sterile environment like you know and and the the long-term consequences of that of like a baby not being exposed to pathogens or bacteria or those sorts of things at a really young age are being able to develop it. Like they're looking at it and like early research, obviously, but they're looking at it with um, like asthma and allergies and autism and all of those sorts of things, which is very, very controversial. Um, and, you know, we're so lucky with healthcare these days, but I'm all, I've always been that big believer that like, yes, we need to wash our hands. Of course we need to like be hygienic, but not everything needs to be so sterilized these days. And we're in this world where everything needs alcohol rubs and, you know, and it's my personal belief is like, you need to allow your kids to go to school and get sick, you know, and pick up bugs and develop an immune system when they're young. Um, And I honestly feel like I'm like, I'm a prime example of like eating cat food. And like, I feel like my (laughs) immune system's rock solid. (laughs) Um, But it's a good example. And I think, yeah, like even just bringing it back to now in the current day and age, like we've been indoors with hand sanitizer, washing our hands, covering our faces for the last two years. So it's no surprise that we come back out now and we're picking up certain things and new things are floating around and we get hit harder um, as well. They say that you get a good dose of the flu usually every three years, right? So we all get like a lot of us get the flu shot or whatever that might be. Um, Some people don't, that's fine. But they say like, regardless, you'll usually get a good dose of the cold or the flu every three three or four years in in general. And when you think back, you're like, oh yeah, like, Mm. you know, I'll usually go a couple of solid years. And as you mentioned, you'll have those people that will always get sick. Um, But something I wanted to highlight as well is our, when we are fit and healthy and eating enough and um, recovering enough and having rest, our immune system is strong. It's when we're chronically dieting, you know, not enough energy coming in, chronically stressed, um, that our immune system can get suppressed and we can get sick more often that's what you see all the time right you see people even in the fitness industry that are constantly dieting and they're always sick they're always getting sick it's because mm. their immune system every system their reproductive system their skin like all of the like non-priority systems sort of like go to the wayside so your heart and your lungs and everything can take priority and work but it's a really good I guess reminder that we just need to be like looking after ourselves from a holistic point of view and not just like a go to the gym and eat well but you know, resting, resting to feel your best. It's sort of what we're talking about today, not just when you get sick, but to make sure that you don't get sick. Yeah, yeah. And you you named all that beautifully. And I can definitely agree just based on my own observation of I I would always be that person who would never get sick, sort of as a teenager. When I was a kid, different mm. story, but I feel like that's part of it. As a teenager, I was going out, I was doing all these things. I was even working um, as a PT just with people all yeah. the time. And if someone said, oh, when was the last time you felt sick? I could never remember. Mm. It was literally only until after lockdown till I moved to Sydney working from home and then re-emerged into everything that I just started getting sort of everything. So when that started happening, I used to beat myself up about it and go, Danny, that's not like you. You never used yeah. to be sick. So and and it would really like eat me up. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? And sometimes your circumstances, you can't control everything. So I've definitely been um, in the position where you just feel sh- like so bad about being sick, mm. not not really about the actual sickness, but it's like, 
I go down the path of what could I have done different or what was I doing? Who did I catch it off? And I'm like, whoa, just Mm -hmm. you guys, everyone's been through a lot the past few years. You know, there's been so many um, actions to stay sterile and, and not be exposed to anything. Of course, this is going to happen. Be kind to yourself. And now I kind of reframe it in a sense of, as I mentioned earlier, cool, now my immune system gets to be strong again. I have to wear the the short-term illness just for the short term and it doesn't feel nice and whatever, but I'm just getting more ammo and becoming stronger again and building up a nice immune system. So I had to go through that sort of mental battle of just ease up on yourself. It's okay. And then reframe it into a superpower. I mean, yeah. obviously I can talk about it like this because touch wood, it wasn't anything quite detrimental, which I'm very grateful for. And, you know, illness comes in all, all shapes and forms and everything, but for the lower level things, I think I was being a little bit too hard on myself. Um, so it was a nice experience to go through just to be able to relate to people that do come to us and they feel bad about it and guilty, but going through that allowed me to sort of reframe how I would help them reframe their mind as well. Like we just need to ease up on ourselves, particularly if we are trying our best for prevention. Yeah, really good. I'm glad that you named that because I think a lot of us probably go through it. You go through the, why me? I look after myself. Like we go through this victimizing and, you know, whenever we're going through any challenge, it's important to feel it, but not sit in it for too long. And I'm probably the same as you, like I'll sit in it and be like, this sucks for like a couple hours or half a day or maybe a bit longer. Um, But then you move on with it and you're like, okay, this is a gentle reminder that, you know, you do need to slow down. Um, This is an opportunity to rest. You know, it's almost as well. Sometimes I find it like a bit um, liberating, like, oh, no one's going to expect a heap of me when I'm unwell. You know, I'm sort of like, it is a time to, uh, you know, not an excuse, but like, yeah, well, like an excuse, an excuse, like a rationale to like Netflix and just, you know, watch TV and just lay on the couch and, you know, veg out and take the pressure off yourself as well. Because sometimes we have to give ourselves the advice that we would give other people. You know, we're really good at saying, oh, well, don't go to the gym, just rest. But, you know, then when it comes to ourselves, as you mentioned, like it can be associated with feelings of being lazy is a big word that comes up with my girls. And I'm like, oh, I hate that word, like lazy. You're not lazy for needing a day off for God's sake, like, and you don't need to cram your sessions in if you do need that day off. Like I'm really big on not paying back your gym sessions. Like if you feel sick for a day, please don't try and pay catch up. Like you're already, you're already compromised. You know, sometimes you might see if someone's sick for three days, they'll have three days off the gym. And then at the back end of the week, when they start feeling better, like they might be 60% better. They're not fully better. They'll be like, I'll just train them Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then I'll get back into it next week and expect myself just to pick up where I left off and I'm like doesn't work like that you know so we can probably start talking about maybe some of the things that we encourage um, from a coaching point of view and then also some of the things that we do as well yeah yeah for sure and I also had a big realization um, that I would get more sick when my period was due I just have to Mm. before I forget to talk about this it's just because I've had again a few little bits and pieces happen like obviously COVID the stomach ache and all of that and I can't remember if we've spoken about this before whether it's a case of chicken or the egg but I would get sick right when my period's due and then on the day of the symptoms my period would come. Now, maybe my my body was under stress or whatever, but it, it, it came when it was due. That's mm-hmm. what I found very interesting. And I also want, obviously, all the women and guys with female coaches to also pay attention to your cycle because it happened once, it happened twice, 
Then it happened three times and I'm like, hang on a minute. This is <laughs> not a coincidence. Yeah. Do you have yeah. experience with that? Oh, it's so funny. I've actually got like day one today and I'm like, oh, oh. you know, I, I think the way I like to look at it, even when you look at training, right, and you encourage people if you if they work around their cycle or whatever it might be, when we're due for our cycle hormonally um, in our body, our we have like less ability to recover from stress. So our recoverability goes down. And this is usually why if you're someone that does notice symptoms um, fluctuating across the month, you may want to deload during that week or pull back a little bit because as we've spoken about numerous times, stress the stress on the body um, and when our ability to recover is compromised and this can be a host of reasons we've spoken about core body temperature increasing so maybe calorie demand needs to go up a little bit but we're not doing it so we're in a slight of a deficit like there's lots of things that can go at play um, sleep insomnia from your cycle too and we know how important sleep is lots of things so I commonly and I'm personally someone that does experience it um, a little bit like struggle with sleep core body temperature just feeling like a bit flat, a bit meh, I get cramps, like those sorts of things. So I definitely do reduce my, uh, like my training. And um, I, I find that like deloading a little bit uh, and just being kind to myself, like not forcing myself to really hit my step target or like push myself if I've got cardio or do those things, just pushing, I pull back and allow myself just to recover properly so that you know I don't get injured or get sick or you know put myself in that overdrive state because I know that you know by day two or three of my cycle I'm feeling great and I can actually give more in my training and you know push harder in other areas because I'm working with my physiology rather than against it. Yeah, thank you for elaborating on that. That's so awesome. And I'm glad I'm not sort of losing the plot by putting those two and two together. Um, and it makes perfect sense. And you mentioned or earlier, we were sort of talking about what people do. And you've said that people try and fill in their workouts once they start feeling like 60% better. But then people also initially think, oh, I need to drop all my calories. Like I'm mm. not training I shouldn't be eating. Now, if you've got something where you still have your appetite, that is good. Like yeah. use that. A lot of the time you feel unwell and the last thing you want to eat is protein. Like mm-hmm. I sometimes if I'm unwell, a lot of fruits or, you know, banana or dry toast and things like that. If yeah. you have your appetite, don't punish that. Again, we need that energy for our immune system to be flourishing and to fight off the illness. So yeah, yeah. Definitely don't cut your calories. I mean, you don't have to have a high calorie day, but I wouldn't go in a deficit or put extra stress on your body. Like what you mentioned earlier, Sherelle, being in a deficit is another stress. Again, we're trying to minimize stress during this time. Yeah, they used to say the old school saying was starve off a flu or starve off a yes. cold. I don't remember if you th- remember that. Probably not our our time, but, <laughs> you know, old school, um, starve off a cold. It's so incorrect. Like, mm-hmm. Yes, I like when I got the spicy cough, I think I had the spicy cough. Not sure if I did. I was testing negative, but I'm going to assume I did. Um, when I had the spicy cough, I was like, wow, I'm not hungry. Like that was weird as hell for me because I never lose my appetite. Like I'm hungry now. Like I'm hungry in the shower. I'm hungry for a bed. I'm just someone that can eat all the time, honestly. Um, I'm like a bottomless pit. But hunger 
like when my digestion is off or my hunger, um, my appetite goes away, I'm like, something's up, right? Because, you know, your digestion is one of those things that will get suppressed when your body's having an immune response because it doesn't really want to waste energy digesting. You know, digesting takes up a lot of energy, um, a lot of calories in our body. It wants to use that for the immune response and the cascade of events that happens to be able to fight off illness. Um, so, yeah, if you do feel hungry and you're sick, please make sure you nourish it. I love like warm soups and, you know, Know, like like high fatty stuff and like just things that like fill your soul when you're sick I find like just sitting on the couch and making some soup or whatever it's just it's just so good so good soups are the best like mm. um but yeah definitely we just wanted to reiterate that because that is just something that keeps coming up and I think it was a little bit before our time to say like fight off a cold or even sweat out a cold yeah I'm still apprehensive about that I mean mm. a lot of people sweat it out in saunas and things but then yeah no one, good kind of no. like you're just dehydrating yourself so yeah. A, you would need to replenish the fluids anyway and I feel like again core body temperature increasing would just be another stress like and your metabolism is is increasing and things like that like I'm not a big fan of sweating out colds I don't think that that's a thing no no like I said well before our time because what happens when you get sick anyways you have an immune response your core body temperature heats up to kill off bacteria and viruses that's why you get a fever that's why people have like the chills and the sweats at the same time, right? So don't screw with your temperature because when you've yep. got a fever, you're going to um, like sweat anyways. Uh, even if you're not dripping, your your core body temperature is elevated slightly, even by like, you know, 0.2 of a degree. That's a lot. You won't really be able to feel it. Half a degree is that's a lot. And when we feel rubbish, when we're sick, it's usually because of the um, symptoms from a fever, So having a fever, having an elevated um, temperature is what makes us feel crappy. So that's why when you take Panadol, it actually reduces your temperature and makes you feel better. So usually when we take Panadol, it's like sort of suppressing the temperature a little bit so you don't feel as like bleh and fatigued and rubbish. Um, God, I couldn't think of anything worse than getting in a sauna. I can't believe people would do that. (laughs) No, not with the amount of changes, right? As you said, you get shivers, chills. I'll have a bath. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. But um, I think for, again, people who are just used to be used to being busy, high achievers, productive, Mm. getting things done. The hardest part is staying still. Now, Mm. obviously, if you are quite unwell and you don't have a choice, that is easy because that's all you will ever want to do. But I think once you start feeling better, it's still important to stay stimulated. Okay. You might spend the first few days in bed watching TV, just mind numbing stuff. But then personally, like I spend a lot of time on the laptop and I have mentioned on a previous episode, that's how my online coaching came into fruition. I was in bed with food poisoning, cooked. As I started feeling better the next couple of days, I'm like, you know what? I've just canceled three full days of patience I'm just going to start online coaching because then I can still work from bed. So I still do that. If I'm a little bit unwell, lying in bed, it's awesome, but you still do a bit of work. Mm. What Do you do stuff like that or... Yeah, absolutely. So like when I feel run down, like you said, unless the ability is taken away from you, like 
to, when I had the spicy cough, I couldn't think. And that was really hard for me because I was like, oh, I've got so much time. Like I felt I had like all this time that I was wasting. And that's another thing that can come up is like wasting time. Um, but it's about realizing that like recovering in like allowing yourself that time to recover is not wasted time. You're actually allowing yourself to get ahead because what a lot of people do is they try and stay too busy and they try and still perform. Like I, I remember being like, I'll just go and do one session in the home gym. I got out there and I was like sweating after one set of lateral races. And I was like, what am I doing? Like I had to check myself. I was like, nothing, nothing progressing is happening in, in here. So yep. yeah, if I can feel like I'm still working towards something, I feel it makes me mentally feel like I'm, I'm, not wasting the time but I just know that within myself like I think you know it's just about how you reframe it at the end of the day and I'm the same like I love laying in bed with the laptop every now and then if like on a Sunday and just doing the odd little job doing the emails like feeling really comfortable um but I think the main thing is like when we say resting to feel your best I really want to like reinforce that one, yes, it's about proactively adding in rest days and having time off work and time off the gym and not grinding all the time. But then too, like physically making sure that, you know, you're pulling back when you're sick, like, and what that looks like. And Danny, you mentioned earlier, like tuning in for warning signs of like what rundown feels like for you, um, because we're so busy that sometimes we can miss these. And all of a sudden we wake up and we're like really unwell. The body will always give you warning signs. It never just like all of a sudden, you know, just out of nowhere, you'll usually be able to pick up on it and we're like yeah okay yeah I have been pushing pretty hard you know and you'll do that so it's also about like knowing to pull back um something I always a rule for myself is if I feel ready to get back into the gym one more day always so if I'm like I'm better today I'll go nut one more day always because usually what happens is if I feel better on a day I'll go to the gym and training will usually make me feel a little bit worse or I won't feel like it was very productive or a good session. Mm-hmm. And therefore, to me, that's a waste of time and it's prolonged me getting back 100% into my training. So I may as well give myself an extra 24 hours um, so that my body goes, yep, you're all good. Because sometimes when you're sick, you have waves. You know, anyone that has fevers, you'll be like, feel good, fever, shit, feel good, fever. That's what happens. And it can happen hour by hour. So I usually have a rule of thumb for myself and clients. Like if you feel better one more day um, and then get back into it, because you, I usually thank myself for doing that. I really, really love that. And thank you for, for sharing that. That's so important because, again, you might feel okay just for that moment, go to the mm. gym and then it pulls you back or you get long symptoms of what you had. So I love that. If you feel good, then one more day. I think that's perfect. And you don't want to be that person that's coughing, sneezing, sweating. And then the people next to you are like, why are you here? Like I remember some, like I would have friends that would come over and their parents would let them come over and they were just so sick. And I was Mm. young enough to be like, I don't want to play with you. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you shouldn't be here right now because, yeah, not to be mean. Well, it is whatever. It is what it is. But just from a young age, you can recognize, hey, maybe today playing Pokemon isn't that important. Just go home and rest. And then as adults, like, is it that important to go into the office when you're visibly unwell? Mm -hmm. Or I even had a client once come um, for a session and she had gastro. And I'm like, just it's just that's a no that was right, right back in the no. day she rocked up and didn't message me or anything she's like yeah if I run to the toilet it's because I've got gastro and I'm like 
go home, please. I'm not going to charge you. Just get go, just go. Like, so people, it's probably expectation on themselves. Or obviously if you're a kid, it's different. You just want to play and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, not sit still, but as adults, like just realize, hang on at the end of the day, health is number one, this whole lifelong journey. It is lifelong just because you can't go to the gym this week doesn't mean that all of your work that you've put in is going to go down the drain. You'll come back. You might feel a little bit of doms in your first week back because you haven't trained for a bit. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world. The real problem is when you start putting your health aside for the satisfaction and validation that you feel like you're getting from activities, but what's it worth if you're not healthy? And if you know that your time on earth is compromised because of the short-term feelings that you're getting now. We just mm. always need to remember about the long term. Yeah. There is no fitness without health, right? Like you mm. can't really get it one way or the other. I also think it has a lot to do with how you've grown up and like how you were oh, raised yeah. too. So like when I grew up, I literally had to be like dying or have something infectious and contagious to have a day off school. Like I reckon really? I five days off my whole high school time, like literally from like year seven to 12. <laughs> my mom was a savage. Um, and then, but then when I went, like started nursing um, and went, like became a midwife, like it was very frowned upon if you went to work, like you, I was working in the nursery, like with babies and stuff, it was very frowned upon if you were sniffly or if like you were unwell. It's like, what are you doing here? Like you could literally kill someone, like go home. So um, I learned pretty quickly that that was just like, luckily I was in a good culture work environment where that was really reinforced like don't come to work if you feel like unwell at all whereas I know there's a lot of workplaces that aren't like that um and you can sort of get like you know like are you sure you're unwell like don't you think you come in do half a day and I think it's up to you in those situations to put your hand up and it may have changed as well like in the last few years as well like people probably realize the cost of allowing their employees to come to work when they feel unwell um because it spreads right and then half the office needs the day off So that might have changed, but I feel like those really early impressions are what makes us feel bad. You know, whether we were either told to have days off school or no, you need to go to school and do the work because that's lazy. Um, Or, you know, whether it's like, okay, allow yourself to get better. That's really important. I feel like that, like that nature versus nurture thing is really important and it shows up in how we respond now. Now that's not good nor bad, it just is. And it's about recognizing that, you know, you still have control over that at the end of the day of like notice if you feel bad or lazy or guilty for wanting for like having an extra rest day my god getting people to train less is like pulling out their Mm. teeth Um, but we know how important it is to have rest days in the gym why would we think it's any different like why do we think that we can train the same all year round like why do we think like week by week in a month as females we should perform at the same expectation week one to week four it's not and like even now um like even Luke knows that I'm like everything's a bit less the week before my period like my motivation my window my threshold my moods like everything's down a little bit that's just normal right it's physiology it's hormonal um so we will consciously reduce my workload for the week prior like I won't do any one-on-one stuff I won't do any calls like I'll just do my meetings my work and stuff and that's it and like I just won't book in any extra podcasts I won't do anything else 
And I'll just save it for when I know that my energy is there and I'm revving and I'm hot to go. And I've noticed that, like really noticed that. And now that I have normal work and normal cycles and everything's quite consistent, I can see that trend as well. Um, I'm obviously hyper aware of it, but I would encourage everyone else to tune in with what their natural like rhythms are, not just with their cycle, but like the weather. I'm so attuned to the weather. Do you know what I mean? Like when it's like now it's dark, it's gloomy, I feel a bit flat. You know, it's not bright in here. And it's just about mimicking your environment to alter how you feel as well. Because if you lay in bed too and go, I'm really sick, I'm really unwell, yeah, like you'll feel worse for doing it. So I'm a big fan of like, if I feel unwell and the sun's out, I'll go lay in the sun and I'll try and like stimulate myself to feel better too. So there's lots of little things that you can do to try and like artificially um, restore yourself as well. I love that. And I love that you went from, you know, growing up on the farm, as you mentioned, I'm going to take it back to what you sort of started talking about to then sort of having that expectation from a kid to still go to school unless you're really, really, really sick, still get the job done. But then obviously it's with your parents' best intention because our parents will only ever teach us what they feel is the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. But then you were able to grow up and realize like, okay, maybe that's not the case. You've now got a bit more, like a lot more of a flexible lifestyle that you can actually do that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that is important as well. And it, a, a light bulb went off when you said that because growing up with a Greek dad, they just want to wrap, wrap you in bubble wrap. And mm, it's Windex. the opposite. <laughs> Put some Windex on it, literally. Um, and it's the complete opposite. So, yeah, we both oh, kind of came to the same path. I didn't end up growing up to be super pedantic and scared and, like, you know, scared of getting sick. But as a kid, it was kind of, yeah, the opposite. Like, you'd have to wear... 20 jumpers, singlets, socks, even if fashion went down the drain when I was a kid, it was like, the priority is for you to be warm. I don't care what you look like. If you've got socks and shoes and that things that don't match. I remember Mm. I was the only kid in school swimming and I had to wear a swimming cap because my dad was like, if you go to school, do swimming lessons and get wet hair and then spend the rest of the day with wet hair, you're going to get sick. Now, I actually don't know the science or if there is, well, there would be science around these things. But again, it's just sort of like ethnic traditions or a lot of people mm. to just not get sick. So I remember the teacher had to put my swimming cap on and, and all of this. But then I think it's also being the first child. Now, I don't have kids, but just looking at people where there's two kids or three kids, the first one kind of gets protected a little bit more in some cases. Then by the second one, it's like, oh, yeah, it's actually not that bad. Go do whatever. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So true. So true. I'm the second. Um, I don't know if my brother turned out better though or worse. But in <laughs> regards to the in regards to the heat stuff, I'm not actually sure either, but I feel like it was a myth. I think the reason why it might have been um true is because it is true for newborns, because their head is big relative to yep. their body. So it's the largest surface area. Um, on their body so that's why they always have hats on they've got to keep them warm because if a baby gets cold they can't regulate their own temperature yet because they don't have body fat stores whereas we're different you know we've got enough enough warmth to keep us warm but I'm not sure whether the temperature does um, reduce your immune system I feel like at this day and age we have enough stuff around us like I'm cold sitting in a singlet but I don't think I'll get sick uh, with enough body (laughs) fat on me at the moment I suppose well because we also said in the start of the thing like the podcast, the thing, um, in winter you get more sick. But then mm. is it also because we're spending more time indoors with heaters on? And I think that that might be the case as well. We're more indoors and, and amongst one another. 
rather Could than be. out going for walks in the fresh air and nature. Yeah, I'm not actually sure. I'm not actually sure, honestly. I'd have to look it up. Um, but I think I think they used to say like it was the winter flu and then now we've got all these other strands, right, and we've got all these other cultures and we've got people that travel from different sides of the world yeah. from winter to summer and they sort of like it sort of hasn't been looked at like that now because it's just everywhere all the time. I think we always have the risk of getting sick, whether it's summer or winter. Yeah, yeah, true. But I suppose no matter whether it's summer, winter, whatever, like I suppose the moral of today is to remind people you are not alone. There's a lot of crazy things happening. Again, just be kind to yourself. The reason why we came up with this episode idea was because in our Q&As or people interacting with us, this was a real common question. Mm. And for good reason, we totally understand. We're all a little bit rattled. This is still on people's minds. We are amongst a lot of high achievers in our circle who talk to us, but this is our sort of public announcement to, to say it's okay Look after yourself as best as you can. And if you have done your best and you still get a little bit unwell, it's not the end of the world. That's how things used to be. That's how we naturally grow an immune system and you will not lose your results. It's okay. Yeah, big PSA. I think the other thing I like to sort of like remind myself to for like when I get sick or even clients is usually we talk about the difference between exercise and training and how we need to be, you know, training um, if we want to get progression, if we want to apply progressive overload following a program like training. Um, But when I get sick or when someone gets sick, I no longer have that mindset. I'm like, cool, like let's just move your body. I revert back to exercise and that's okay because my body doesn't have the capacity to train at the intensity that I need to, to really progress anyways. And trying to do so is going to prolong the sickness and sort of what I was referring to earlier. So I just like flip the script for myself and say, cool, like maybe I just do an upper body session today. Maybe I include some foam rolling. Maybe I go for an extra long walk. Like I exercise. Um, Maybe I do a little bit of light cardio and I just, I change the focus. And I think that's why people get so frustrated is because they've they're, they're disheartened that they're not hitting their numbers or that they're not crushing their workout or that it feels like shit when they probably just need to change it up and, and move things around, reduce the intensity, deload, try something different. And like often we'll get, um, you know, girls uh, that we're coaching reach out and say like, oh, I feel sick today. What should I do? And it's sort of like everyone knows what to do. Like don't go to the gym. But sometimes we just need that permission slip right? Sometimes we just need to be told that it's okay. You know, it's almost like the mothering voice that needs to come out to be like, cool, like if you're sick, I want you to have the day off and that's okay. And you're not going to go backwards and don't make it up. Please don't cram it in on the weekend and take your Fitbit off. Like, don't worry about yourself. (laughs) You know, like all of those things that we know, right? Like knowing and doing are two separate things, right? And sometimes we just need to zoom out. And that's why it's like, Sometimes you're like, oh, I wonder why they asked me that. But then it's like, oh, no, because it, it feels reassuring when you've got someone else giving you the reassurance and it allows that laziness voice in your head to sit down and go, oh, you're not being lazy. You're actually doing what you're told to do. And I think, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you need that reassurance, please absolutely do reach out to your coach when you're sick and just say like, you know, even if it's like, hey, I'm just letting you know, like the reason why I'm not getting my sessions done is like I'm feeling unwell, you know, is there anything you want me to do differently? The answer is going to be no. Um, but sometimes just that reassurance can feel, feel really comforting. Absolutely. And it is a win if you are disciplined enough to rest. It's harder to be disciplined to rest. So if you can allow yourself to rest, that's a big win, guys. You can, yeah, Mm. tick that off whatever list you've made or, you know, write it in your journal. Just say it was a win today because I actually allowed myself to rest. 
Yeah, it's funny that you say that. Like in one of my journaling prompts, it's like what went well today. And it, like when I have been sick or run down, I'm like, you know, I left the gym early and I didn't grind or like, you know, I pulled back or I deloaded, even though it wasn't deload week. You know, those things for a lot of us are wins because the, I guess the the normal um, consequence that we would do is grind and grind and grind. And we all know how that ends up. You know, it's it's not the most obvious pathway forward. It's how we get injured. It's how we get run down for long periods of time. And it's really how we shoot ourselves in the foot with like performance and progression long-term. Yeah. Well, how's that for a warm and fuzzy episode? Hopefully Ooh. people feel a little bit more okay. And, and if yep. you are feeling a bit unwell right now, rest up. It's okay. You have our permission slip. Keep yourself entertained at a minimal level. Rest if mm. you need to and enjoy the Netflix. Give a family member a call. It's fine. You'll be back yep. to normal in no time and, and it's okay. Yeah, I'll have to save this episode for when I need it. <laughs> I know, we're going to be referring back to it. I know, I'll be like, listen to my own advice, which we all need to do from time to time, is the advice we'd give to someone else. Sometimes we need to have that compassionate voice come back in return to remind ourselves along the way. But we hope that this did resonate, um, you know, especially if you are unwell at the moment or, you know, you're noticing uh, feeling unwell or some niggles or some needing some time off, you know, please do take on what we've said today. And if this did resonate or if you did enjoy the episode as always, always, please do take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram. Thanks, everyone.